0: Welcome to the Mythic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brummett, and joining us today is Kasha Sunvi. Today, we're exploring the power and transformation birth takes for a woman, children, and the whole family. We'll explore the power of home births and address the ancestral fears relating to pregnancy and birth. A Mythic Life is free from the constraints of old stereotypes, led by the adventurous soul that is striving for joy, fulfillment of purpose, and the quest for higher growth and connection. A person who believes there is more than meets the eye, that pursues personal development, alternative medicine, lifestyles that are wanting to break free from the societal norms, and explore their mystical abilities. There is greatness within everyone, and a soul desiring for joy. So I want to just start by opening an Thanking you, Kasha, for joining us today. Kasha is a mentor and healer to expecting women around the world who want to step into their power and experience a natural birth. Deeply affected by her own birth and motherhood experience, Kasha found herself on a pathway of her true calling. She quit her career as a senior level position in a huge investment corporate bank and built a life practice around helping women align their intuition and tune into their power during pregnancy, birth, and motherhood. Kasha is a certified holistic doula, a theta healer, a childbirth educator, a yoga teacher, and a conscious pregnancy mentor. Over the past 10 years, she has supported over 200 women preparing for birth and motherhood, helping them bring their babies into the world in an empowered way so that they can feel supported, confident, and calm on their journey to motherhood. I know Kasha in a very, very personal, sacred way, as she has been a doula for both the births of my two youngest, for Freya and for Soleil. This is a topic, really is something that is really dear to my heart. It's something that I think is so, so important from all the work that I've done with people, how much becomes anchored into their fetal memory, their experience of coming into the world. And, um, you know, this philosophy of a mythic life really does start with that soul's intention for choosing to be born, that we chose our families we chose the time of our birth we chose the pathway of our life from a more of a, a higher self sense the consciousness of our soul our super conscious our intuition however you want to put it but there is consciousness before even coming in and in working with people around how hard it's been and the hardship and tragedy of birth for me i always embraced my birth story. And I had such a a powerful birth story. You know, I was a home birth and I was born in a cabin really far out in the woods. It, It takes a half hour just to drive off the dirt road, just to get to the paved road, and then another half hour to get to town. So like, it definitely puts all of those fears up of, Oh my God, what if something bad happens? But, um, My mother and my father never questioned any of that. They were really that sense of return to nature hippies and uh, the idea of a midwife and doula. like It's just the way things were for them. And what I knew of my birth story was that my mom's labor started and all of her labors would stop. They would start for about six to eight hours and then they would stop for 24 hours. And then they would start back up and I was, I was the third. So I really knew about what my birth story was and they knew about what that journey was going to be, but then something different happened. It was a labor overnight and the doula, the midwife was there. And part of the story that I never heard until I reconnected with her just a couple years ago. Her name's Penny, Penny Sisto. She said that something came over her. Like she was there supporting my mom and she all of a sudden like felt dizzy and faint and fatigued as though like this energy came into her and she had to go outside and she went and she laid down and fell asleep out in this little grove of Madrone Trees right outside our house. And she has this like stirring dream that hit her immediately. And she dreamt this coyote wandering around her. And it was so like stirring in her dreams that she just woke up and physically sat straight up. And when she sat straight up, she literally butt heads physically with the coyote. And the oh coyote <laughs> was over her, looking at her, touched noses, and looked up at the window where my mom was laboring and she goes, Oh, I'm needed. And she goes inside and she goes, and my mom was getting to the place where she was ready to push. And unfortunately my shoulder and hand and arm was up in front of my head. I was coming out like Superman (laughs) and she had to, with forceps between contractions, actually push my shoulder back down. And I never fully knew that side of the story. The story I always heard from my mom was, oh, you know, the coyote, you are the coyote. When you were born, the coyote was howling and hung around for a couple of days after. And that's about the gist of the story I got from my mom. (laughs) So I always had this like pride of being a home birth, this like coyote story and things like that. But it was intense, you know, like later on I, I went to cranial sacral and it became like this whole rebirthing of the somatic experience of it because I was having neck things and like, I know there's, there's so much around this topic of, of birth. Yes. So here in your bio, it's sharing how you found your journey towards this and had a big transition from the earlier chapter in your life of like corporate America, senior level position into this new lifestyle, what was that initiation like for you? What was that journey?
1: Happy to share. Well, first of all, hi, Eric and everyone listening. And I'm so honored to be here today and super excited as well, especially, you know, after our journey together (laughs) (laughs) with your two girls. Well, yes, my own journey, definitely uh, a point of transition in my life. So I got pregnant. And I lived in New York City at that time. And that was not my country of origin. I used to work at the time in the uh, French investment and corporate bank, big Bang, and really leading a very much career oriented life, I would say, <laughs> you know, and kind of also I don't know, by default carrier oriented. I also kind of it's like a trajectory we just do, right? Like we go to school and we go to college, and then they say you just get a job and you keep climbing the 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 ladder. And that was basically all I kind of had a you know blueprint of and I was following it. I mean, not a natural blueprint, I think it's like a societal one <laughs> that we get at some point, right?
0: Those societal norms. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Those societal norms. And so I was just on that path and then I got pregnant and it was actually very funny because I mean, now I'm laughing at it because I was, you know, I used to work as a consultant before working in the bank and, but I was like very much analytical mind, you know, and just very structured and all of that. So I did a, I did a spreadsheet (laughs) and I put all the best doctors I could found in, find in New York City. And like I put, you know, like what's their degree, what's their college, how many specializations they have. Like I just kind of did a whole comparative analysis of the best OBGYNs in the city because I wanted the best OBGYN because I'm pregnant. That was basically yeah. my thinking at that time. So that was the beginning. And then, then the journey started unfolding on its own. And I think this is part of, you know, the mythic life you're talking, when you start to kind of have those little insights and feelings and and start to kind of seeing signs. And I mean, I was not aware of any of that at that time, but I know that I had a thought like, I think I would want to do it naturally. And the next thing that appeared was somebody recommended me the documentary, The Business of Being Born. And I watched it early in my pregnancy and I was shocked. I was shocked because, well, first of all, I was shocked how (laughs) the birth happens in the United States, how the system works. But then also I was shocked because I found how kind of ignorant I was about different things. So I didn't know that home births were still a thing. Yeah, I didn't know that there could be a midwife that attends your birth. I definitely didn't know about doulas. I didn't know about birthing centers, any of that. And so it opened my eyes to so many possibilities. And I started exploring. That was basically my journey of pregnancy. And I think I was blessed to discover these things relatively early. So I had some time to dig into it. But I definitely wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to have a home birth. I was super, I'm curious about it, but I was like also super scared about anything that could happen. And so, you know, my experiences with the OBGYNs were very, you know, not so pleasant because they were always rushing me. They never answered my questions. Whenever I asked about something like more into natural birthing, they would, you know, scare me. They would use different fear tactics. So it was a little bit weird and I didn't like it. And at some point of my pregnancy, I started exploring birthing centers and midwifery care. And little by little, I actually, you know, make myself understand everything better and feeling more at ease was in a smooth process. I first, I think with, I first decided that it would be a good thing to give birth at birthing center in a hospital. It felt like the middle of the two worlds. But then I, you know, as I dig deeper and I understood what my desires really were around birth. I understood that those would not be able to be met in any setting other than home. And again, it wasn't an easy decision. I still like met with home birth midwives. I had to talk to them. I had to really understand the process and understand how they work and ask all my questions. And I switched to home birth midwife. I think I was in the seventh month of my pregnancy. and. From there, I just continued preparing myself, getting myself ready, hired a doula, took a tub of classes, and then I had my home birth. (laughs) And, I mean, it was everything I could imagine was really beautiful. It was peaceful. It was calm. It was in the water. My husband at the time, he, he caught our daughter, and I remember holding her in my arms. And one of the first thoughts that I had is, how come women don't know about this? How come this most amazing, beautiful experience that I just got to leave and I was still in it because those first moments of holding your baby and being undisturbed and just being in it, are so beautiful. And I was, I had so much gratitude in me and I just had this whole kind of power and force going through me saying like, how come just like, it's not spoken about everywhere and just kind of like being a normal thing to access. And, you know, and even looking at my journey, it wasn't something I immediately clicked into and understood. Like it was still a journey of, of researching and kind of trying to grasp it. So in this moment, I think, I didn't know yet, but in this moment, I made a decision that I would make my mission to spread that joy and excitement and knowledge to the women. And I think I must have said something in that moment, too, because my midwife said, well, like, well just become a doula. <laughs> and I, I remember like, I laughed and I was like, hello, I'm working in the bank. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like what are you talking about like I remember this like little exchange and so you know I I had a maternity leave and and during that time I took my first training in prenatal yoga and I made the decision that this is I mean it was it was so obvious it was just it was the heart calling it was the life calling and you know I quit my job in the bank and I already did my trainings during my maternity leave and and I was just, you know, ready to to start. And then that was kind of the journey. And I, I never looked back. I never yeah. looked back. It's been the most fulfilling and beautiful and exciting. And I've met so many amazing people and it just was
0: what a transformation. It yes. it, um, it wasn't just the birth of your daughter. It was the birth of this aspect of you, like this transformation of self that led to this observation and questioning and bringing those, those abilities of discovery, you know, I mean, to go to that extent of a spreadsheet and studying all this and like, so firsthand getting that education is something that i think a lot of people find so overwhelming especially when they're facing all of their unconscious fears and instincts and especially for first time moms but even for second time and third time moms to have to face hearing everybody's opinion and there's so much that surrounds the, even the fringe of this of like, you know, I remember when we went to our birth class and read these books about all the birth stories, you're either hearing the most beautiful, glorious experience or like horror stories. And it's like, where, where am I supposed to navigate and feel empowered here? And I know from when we were working with you, it was always such a sense of having faith and trusting your body. That message of every person on the planet has been born. (laughs) Like (laughs) you're not the first one to do this. You can have some faith here and, and trust in this incredible animal experience. So like working with people, being that coach, being that healer and doula, what types of fears do you find your clients have have really had to face and overcome to be able to create the experience or invite in that experience that they're seeking
1: well it's a really great question and very not so easy to answer i think like the you know if i were to just frame it in one word it would be the fear of the unknown is truly the biggest fear not knowing you know how the process is going to go but truly at the beginning is even not knowing much about birth and so we just scared of of the process and there's been so many images that we were bombarded with throughout our upbringing you know through the media of how birth is scary and you know there's just short scenes in the media but mostly just kind of painful screaming and very uh <laughs> adrenaline rising kind of images and that's what most of us you know before getting closer to observe birth or know about birth have been imprinted with so there's this fear also right away of pain right there is fear of women have fear of their body changing in the ways that they won't be able to be you know what they used to be and and it's not just the body image but like you know, some injuries and and things happening. It's like such a sensitive topic. Women are scared of uh, something happening to their babies. That's the big one. That's mostly, I think, that one is the one that's driving everything, right? And and there are so many different stories and paths to to pregnancy and actually getting pregnant. And for some, it's it's been already challenged to get there. So they not want to take the slightest risk of anything happening to the baby. So there's a fear something was going to happen, could happen at any step of the journey, whether it's pregnancy or or labor and birth. So these are, I think, the, the main fears that I've been encountering. But sometimes there's a fear of hospitals and white coats. <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of fears that are actually very they are impacting the choice that that women are taking
0: yeah and what i love about this modern day is that there are such potential services for if there was a problem that a lot of these fears are based off things from yes projections from our culture and media but also deeply in, ingrained in us genetically it wasn't that many generations ago that there weren't treatments for you know problems and they weren't able to know if there were problems you know the whole idea of a sonogram and even c-sections and things like that weren't even very well known of or available or even existed and i think at one point like I think it was like 150 years ago it was almost one child per family was lost so it becomes such a thing that is so unconscious and yet becomes so overpowering to the conscious mind that on top of that then our relationship with the medical field like since we were infants we were told listen and do what the doctor tells you. And like not having that sense of empowerment, sovereignty, and we're going to work as a team for my health. It's like, I have to do what my doctor says and let them do anything. Right. So when it comes to that sense of sovereignty, if we are able to work through these fears, to me, What do you feel is is the best way for expecting mothers to approach how they want to experience birth?
1: That's a great question. I want to get to that. And I just want to thank you that you brought up, I'm really glad you brought up this aspect of ancestral, basically, things that are flowing through us, right? Different programs and and experiences that, that our ancestors lived and that are actually in our DNA. And I think it was important, I just want to touch base on that point before I go to your question, that, yes, that those, you know, this, what you said, this one child loss per family, or, you know, whatever the statistics were at the time, it was really due to the lack of knowing, like, what's happening. And, right, like, so today, if we think, like, birth can be dangerous, or like home birth, or whatever, people still have those thoughts. It's like, no, there's just so much screening, right? We would detect anything uh, with the blood of the mother or the blood pressure, or, you know, gestional diabetes or different kind of risk factors or or placenta previous or placenta covering, you know, the uh, the cervix, all those things are now much more available. And these were the risks that, yeah, women didn't have access yeah. or knowledge and on top of that, what I think was also happening was like there were really a lot of babies and very close, one close to the other. And, you know, nobody talks about it, but we don't have 10 children right now born year after year. That really increases the risks of ospartum hemorrhage or or, or placenta previa, which is, you know, energetically could be lower because it's a lot of first to just you know grow this organ every single time and have it strong and pump the blood to the baby so yeah. anyways, I just really feel like it's important to to look at like different contexts that was there and then that we have now and and that would be going kind of nicely transitioning to your question uh that would be part of the preparing like how do you actually start to envision your Your birth right like how you start and i think the number one truly is just start by learning you know we are and and there's i would definitely encourage like all aspects like the mental the emotional the spiritual uh, the physical preparation but we you know unless we already know a lot of things i think this would be the number one thing we just need to understand the process of birth, how it happens, how long it takes, all the normal physiological aspects of birth. And just go into this very pragmatic knowledge that will make us at ease of, oh, this is all just, you know, how it's designed to be. They're all the, it's like one of my favorite topics like, these are all these hormones called like ecstatic hormones of undisturbed birth. That are they're just musical you know <laughs> composition of thing they come in the right timing with the right strengths and they do what they need to do and so just like once you have this basic knowledge and actually that opens your eyes to options right because you can think about desires and it would be amazing to just like just close your eyes at the beginning and envision the birth you want to have but I have very, <laughs> my very own experience when I would just not even know there was a home birth option, right? So I would not be able to imagine something. And my only feeling at the beginning was like, I think I would like to have a natural birth. So this is what I'm saying, like start learning. Start learning what are the different providers that you can have birth with. Start learning what are different um, settings that you can have a birth in. Start learning what are the different benefits and, and risk of different settings and different providers. And from there, then you'll start to feel. And I think that's like the next step. You'll start to feel, I'm actually being drawn to this. I feel I could do that. I feel like, yes, this is a normal process. Birth is just a physiological normal process and my body is just already growing this baby by itself. I don't have to do anything and there's a whole human being growing in my belly and the same is happening during labor and birth. It's just the body does what it needs to do. And once you have that understanding, you can make different choices based on what's happening, you know. So you can have this desire vision and maybe you will have you may maybe you will encounter your fears. So then yeah. there's this aspect of after I think learning which I would say mental emotional investigating noticing observing witnessing your emotions as you're learning and hearing and maybe watching videos to go to this more like spiritual realm of what are what fears are coming into the way of what I truly desire work with those so it's a process
0: And wouldn't it be so beautiful if this was brought into the pregnancy? Is actually with the body going through so much change. What I hear you saying is that start with the conscious level and empower the mind with exploring options and seeing what feels right. But then it becomes more about listening to oneself, realizing that we are all intuitive it's part of our animalistic design and in the end in the birth it's not mental it's so embodied and intuitive that anything going on if you have attuned to your intuition you'll know the right choices and having that sense of trust but That form of intuition can be so prophetic, yet it can be so corrupted by fear. It's like that base chakra. And all this is like the root in this way. When you support women in, in that journey, in clearing these fears, are there any specific practices you like to bring in for them of connecting into their intuition more or like in that preparation of faith and trusting their body?
1: Sure. I mean, I definitely, you know the very simple thing, which was actually it was also like my own experience because I feel like what happens is like if we lead that more like, you know life that I used to have in working in the bank, I felt at least completely disconnected from my intuition at that time. And I remember, I was trying to make a decision and I would ask my yoga teacher, like hoping she would just give me the answer and, and guide me in the right direction. And she just answered, like, follow your intuition. And I just remember it was so profound because like, she reflected back. I had to look inside. And so this is one of the first things when I, you know, like not any specific tool, I just. Uh, when I talk with my clients, I just encourage them, like, start listening to that voice within or that feeling or sensation, or why are you picking up this book? Or just notice, just start noticing, because it's very, you know, very not tangible, like it's hard to describe, right? And so that would be the beginning for anybody. I think it's easy. And then with Theta healing that's, I feel like that's like another level. So um when I work more personally with my clients, we always will do this session and I will guide them through the meditation and they're already so open. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Pregnancy is just the most amazing time in women's life because they're truly so open and their intuition is like so strong. So they would have like no, problem to connect during like a session with their intuition and start having more concrete either visions or messages or something that would that would guide them and they you know from that on they won't doubt it anymore so that's how I work I'm sure there are so many other ways of tapping back into into your own intuition but yeah listen
0: (laughs) and this this journey for you of being able to support and be a witness and active with all of these women. I mean, two of them have been with us and the first versus the second were in so many ways, complete opposites, you know, and there's a lot of different reasons why. And both of them, I feel, I mean, it's still very new um, for the second one, but do Have meaning for what the the personality is of the child. So, like this sense of this epic journey, really our first adventure is being born in this Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately, it's it's in being conceived and then growing and in the fetal memory, but going through this with people and being a support in this way. How does it support your journey forward and your growth? It has helped you really go through and apply this to really looking at values of life. Yes.
1: You mean like the, the whole journey of supporting women in birth?
0: Well, it's like, once you've claimed your sovereignty, then you get to continue to grow and support that journey of exploring life.
1: Absolutely. To go
0: into yoga and go through that transition and do all this training.
1: Yeah, I think there is a, a, there is some sort, I mean, d- you know, birth, pregnancy already and birth, it's a huge gateway. It's a rite of passage that, you know, n- n- no matter how birth is happening and where it's happening, hospital, home or birthing center, and whether the baby's vaginally via C-section, it's an experience that will mark a woman for life. And then it will shape moving forward. Her her life, and I think it's a, it's a such a huge opportunity to bring in during that experience. If you're preparing consciously, those yeah, the, the, those you know, if you can tap into your intuition, if you can tap into your 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 courage, your strength, everything that comes in, and and then every birth will be its own story, right? That will bring different things for you to, I think, integrate back in a way. So if you ask about me, I mean, for sure, I think I, I just, I felt reborn. My daughter was born and I felt reborn. I, it was just the beginning though, you know, so it's true. It was just the beginning. It marked for me a, a whole new path in life. And and I still had to recover a lot of parts of myself <laughs> during that journey. and And it was a journey of healing and still is. Yeah. And continuous growth, but that feeling that I had when I had my daughter stay with me, and it's I think clarity and that strong intuition and trust that this is the path. And I don't always have answers. And so Don't take me wrong. I, and I do- doubt a lot of things, and <laughs> and I still like feel so lost at times. But I feel if I just am able to take like a bird view and look at everything from a higher perspective, it's just no doubt. And I just see that that guiding forces were were, you know, they they came back to me, that strength came back to me to claim my life back, like really at that moment.
0: Yeah, that sovereignty of fear really um creates a sense of freedom, free will. Mm. If it's pivoting careers, if it's choosing how you want to educate or uh, feeling free to travel, like, yeah, it really is such a huge key here. And looking at this, I think that really is one of the key messages here uh, is the sense of how do we face and address our fears and come to that place of being able to feel secure enough to take action on our intuition that that can be through these rites of passages of becoming a mother, going through a birth, facing a calling of a change in a life and even in that place of being born. So I want to thank you for that. Of course. I am forever grateful to you for your role with us and our family and mm. the birth of, you know, my youngest two daughters. And, um, you know, my, my older two were both through the other mold, you know, I mean, there's all this stress and pressure, you know, like my oldest, my ex-wife was, you know, about a, a week overdue. Mm what they call overdue.
1: Right. You know, like,
0: <laughs> Do you really know when the conception happened or not? Like, I mean, right. that there isn't like this expiring date, <laughs> you know, it's not something oh. that goes bad in the fridge and the, just the pressure of we have to get things started and going on oxytocin just led to a C-section and, you know, she is beautiful. She was healthy and my ex recovered well and it was definitely this bit of a hardship you know we'll mm-hmm. have to see what that plays out in the the course of her life and you know my son was a planned C-section because we we didn't want to do a a V-back and going into these other births it really took having to investigate what our options were and realizing that there is always those backups. Like I, I don't have a resentment towards doctors in the medical.
1: Mm.
0: I want them to be in their right place, which is the support. If something actually is going wrong, you know, like right. I, I'm yes. so grateful that we have these options that give such a sense of modern day security to, what experience birth can be. And I think it has been the most spiritual experience I've ever had was the birth of Freya. Possibly some of that from sleep deprivation and exhaustion, <laughs> but um <laughs> also just because of that incredible vortex of it and how that supported us coming together and bonding as a family and Sarah's in her recovery from it. There's so many beautiful aspects to pursuing a natural birth and a home birth that creates this sacredness. And, you know, in this last birth, something that you did for us was this beautiful ritual of the mending of the bones ceremony to really support closing up that vortex and being able to bring vitality and life force back to Sarah. Does that come from a certain tradition? Like, where does that originate from?
1: It originates from, um, from um, Mexico, South America, mostly. I mean, you know, I was uh, the way I learned it was through the Mexican culture. And, yeah. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, I think it's important to to recognize that a lot of cultures, if not all, had some ways of caring for the mother after and some ways of doing things yeah. that are similar right in their nature because because there's this understanding also of what happens after birth and it's universal. Yeah. And um you know all our ancestors had their ways and herbs and, and rituals. So yeah it's really it's really powerful to be able to tap back into it
0: just watching how Sarah regained so much vitality and vigor was really powerful and I definitely credit that that ceremony that ritual mm. uh, so thank you for that of course and you know for for our listeners like really taking away that Our intuition and fear can so intertwine sometimes that, yes, sometimes the fear is the pathway to a message. But if we haven't addressed our fears ahead of time, it can also misguide the message. And, you know, I I do believe there's no mistakes, that everything happens for a reason, um, and that within everything, there is a lesson that we can learn from anything. Yet, there's so much potential in what it can do to really create a powerful spiritual sense of self and centeredness and being able to be grounded, you know, from preparation into birth, from the experience of birth, from post-birth and how we interact with our children. Like, you know, you introduced us to rye education. Yeah. And all all these different aspects of of how to pursue, even that early parenthood, that this baseline of finding avenues to address these fears ahead of time in preparation is such an important process. And I'm so happy that you're bringing that to the world that it isn't just through doula work, but it's also through that support because I haven't always seen that with midwifery. They're kind of walking on the fringe between medical doctor and alternative. And a lot of this more sacred, more openness and more of a process feels like it is kind of missing a little bit. I know some doulas do bring it in,
1: yeah. but
0: I'm I'm really happy that you're bringing this forward, this, this new possibility for mothers. So thank you for that.
1: Of course.
0: And, um, you know, for more of Kasha Sanvi, uh, you can visit her website at Kashasunvi.com. And also on Instagram and Facebook, you can find Kasha Sanvi there as well. And thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me.
0: We are Mythic Life, free thinkers, deep feelers, courageous trailblazers. We own our myth with our vibes, how we think, feel, and act. We believe that love is a given, not something earned. That spiritual is sexy, kindness is cool, and earth is sacred. That everybody has superpowers and life is too boring without magic. We walk our talk and when life gets real, we heal. We choose our path and make it epic. And thank you all for joining us today. For more on this you can subscribe to the podcast for more on mythic life you can visit mythiclife.com or at instagram or facebook at the mythic life and join the community at the mythic life experience and thank you everybody for joining us you can also find us on youtube at mythic life for more helpful insights and tools for your personal growth thank you everybody for joining us episodes come out on the second and fourth Monday of the month. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Have a great day, everyone.